Episode 70 of Your Mother and My Dog, the podcast, the less fun number than what we've been doing. Uh, Josh, Jesse, Your Mother and My Dog, episode 70. We did it again. We're here. Um, yeah, uh, uh, two two recordings in in two weeks, so that's pretty good. We're back on a roll, baby. What can I say? Do you read any magazines? You big magazine guy? I can't say that I am. I used to read highlights back in the day when I was a kid, but that's about it. Archie Comics? Uh, yes, I did read those. I don't know if those would be called magazines, would they? No, no, they wouldn't be, but... Um, it just reminded me of, never mind. Okay. Um, about a year ago, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I subscribed to the New Yorker because I, I, I don't have the attention span to read full books. It's mm-hmm. tough for me, so I like, mm-hmm. you know, little short blurbs, little magazine, little fun pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as a letter carrier, a mailman, if you will. I deliver a lot, a lot of magazines, and the New Yorker caught my eye because the covers are, are are fun and bright, um, and it was cheap to do a full year. And, mm-hmm. and now my my year is coming to a close um, in November, so I'm looking for uh, maybe a new magazine to take a look at. So I was wondering if you had any suggestions for me. Well, I mean, I don't think they're doing highlights anymore, so. That would be my only suggestion. Maybe uh, National Geographic. Are they still doing that one? That's funny you should mention it because I was going to say National Geographic would be my number one, but I haven't looked at how much it costs for a year. I bet you it's kind of expensive. If I were to, if I were a betting man, I would say it's probably pretty expensive too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can only get them in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, it works out well for us or for you, I guess. Yeah, because that's where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even. Let me just just get a magazine subscription out. Hard is it? They don't. It's like they don't want you to have Subs- one. It says only twenty dollars for a year, but oh, what? It's all online now, or something. What's a print subscription? For twenty nine dollars a a year, for the first year. That's pretty good. That doesn't, that doesn't seem right. Well, maybe I'll look at that. National Geographic, thirty dollars for a year, twelve or twelve magazines. Let's say twelve episodes, but not bad. It's a lot more, a lot less than what I was paying for the New Yorker. My goodness. There you go. Your, your world has been opened up. Do you hear that in the background? Um. Like the faint talking? You mean that? No, I meant the dishwasher. My dishwasher's on. Oh. But you nope. can't tell because I'm in a different room. Right. Usually it's when I'm... respect. Right. Next time I'm going to turn my dishwasher on and just kind of record right next to it and see what that sounds like. You can hear the faint talking? Yes, I can. I can hear it. Like it sounds like a TV, a man speaking on TV. Okay, so you've never been here, but... We have, I'm in the spare room, Mm -hmm. which is in uh, one corner of the house, and the door's closed, 
ish. And then we have a kind of a hallway um, outside. Mm-hmm. And then we have we have our bedroom. And then we have an ensuite bathroom. Okay. On the other side of the bedroom. And then her, I assume the door is closed and uh, the noise you're hearing is coming from the bath. She's in the bath watching TV. Well, my ears are real good then, I guess. Well, I can hear it too. It's just crazy how it's coming coming through. That's a great microphone. It's a good microphone. It's extremely faint, but I can tell that it's somebody talking on TV. Um, yeah. Well, good for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, anything new in your life as we're uh, entering here the second half of October? Spooky season? Spooky season. Um, the football game was pretty good. It was a real close game. I told you about that, right? Going to college football game? Yeah. Yeah. And I totally forgot about it until this second. The Huskies versus the Ducks. Right. I heard something. Did something happen in that game that was weird? It was crazy. Um, big, t- big tight game. Ooh, they were both 5-0 and going into it. Exciting. Yes. And the final score was 35-32. And uh, yes, it was very exciting. Lots of scoring. Lots of excitement. The end of the game was exciting. I'm going to stop um, you right there. Okay. The internet says that the final score was 36 33. Uh, yeah. Did, that's did right. you go to a different game? No, I just got it slightly wrong in my, my head. It was so exciting. I, I don't remember the exact score. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a, um, I didn't care who won. But, uh, but you, the, you were in Washington, right? Yeah. At first, I wanted the Ducks to win because I like the sound of that team better because Ducks are real cute. And sometimes when you're walking like down the street or in a park, you can see like an old married duck couple. You know, you see the the boy duck and the girl duck. They're always hanging out. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Start, stop me again. You think Ducks are more cute than a husky? Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Shall I continue? I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay, stop, stop me. You didn't you listen to uh, a record around ducks once? I sure did. Sure did. Okay, continue. Okay, but then I was in the crowd, and I mean, most of the people are Husky fans, obviously, because we're in their home stadium. And then you guys sort of like swayed to to cheer for them because everyone's so damn excited. And so that's what I did. I started cheering for them. And they won in very exciting fashion right at the end. Good times will all you go, around. Will you go to another game? If I was invited, sure. But I'm not like super eager. But it was a good, it was a good time. It was a little expensive, you know, getting down there. How was the way to the border? Oh, it was only like five minutes each way. Oh, nice. So that was a good thing. The last time I went to the border before that, I was in the borderline for like four hours. Right. So this was a lot better than that. So yeah, four hours seems excessive. Yeah, it was a yeah very long time. Time to get a nexus pass. Am I right? Yeah, it's a bit of a long process, but it might be worth it. Now, what about you? What's going on with you? Let me stop you there. 
Actually, no, you go right ahead. Uh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, carved a pumpkin. Oh. I don't have any pictures from it, do but you, it was probably the best pumpkin I've ever carved. Do you have like a porch that you can display this on? It was at my parents' house. So they have a porch that they're okay. displaying it on. They're okay. taking all the credit for it. Was it better than any of the pumpkins anyone else created or just kind of good <sighs> for your standards? It's good for my standards. I'm not a very good carver, but it was probably the best I've ever carved in my 32 years. That's saying a lot. So you don't have any pictures of it? I didn't take any pictures of it, no, but there were pictures taken. Okay. Well, maybe you can send me that picture someday. Get a hold of it first, and I'll uh, I'll be the judge of that. It's probably rotting by now. Um, saw two movies, two films. Oh. Uh, one of them, first one was called Bottoms. It's a 2023 film um, starring a bunch of people. Many, it was a, a female-centric film. Mm-hmm. Um, the tagline is, two unpopular queer high school students start a fight club to have sex before graduation. Okay. I think I've heard of uh, this. Uh, it was it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, pretty funny, decent movie. Um, you know, would recommend if you're looking for a half, perhaps. Okay. Second movie uh, was a horror film called Malignant. Mm-hmm. It's a James Wan film. He did like um, like those Blumhouse films, um, like Conjuring and uh, Aquaman. So he's kind of a well-known guy. Okay. Um, it was about a woman who begins to have visions of people being murdered, only to realize the events are happening in real life. It was oh. less good. This is a movie... Um, it took place in Seattle, though, which is crazy. Um, the acting in this movie was so bad. I don't remember a movie that had worse acting. Like impressively bad. Like it was, like it was serious. They thought that it was good, mm-hmm. but it was it was just uh, just awful, awful right. acting. Um, One of those, not not good. I uh, wouldn't recommend that one okay but bottoms perhaps something i should watch bottom to the top malignant to the bottom would you you know a a recent thing that i think that they added to riverside which is the sort of the platform we use to record these is that you can like name yourself before you enter and maybe you can explain robin pacino to me Sure. So they've had actually had this the whole time. We just started using it for some reason. Oh, okay. So we're watching a movie this week, which we haven't introduced, called Insomnia, a 2002 mystery thriller starring Robin Williams and oh. Al Pacino. Of course. That was so my... my name, Robin Pacino, is the mixture of Robin Williams. <laughs> And Al Pacino's name. That makes a lot. I should have thought of that. I don't know why I didn't. Now, if you look at my name, you'll see that it's the, the most clever name you've ever seen, is it not? 
Mrs. Doubt Fire My Gun. Yeah. Because Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire. And in this one, guns are fired. Yeah, spoiler alert to that ending for sure. Oh, that's a good um it's a good it's a good segue. Thank you. Into the movie of the week. But before we get into the movie of the week, we have oh. to talk about Robin Williams, who okay. has it's almost been ten years since he passed away trag well, it was I guess tragically, but you know, mm-hmm. his choice. So I have some Robin Williams facts for you. Oh, we're back. To, I love these. Just I a few these. of them. Just okay. a few of them. I would love to hear them. So as you may know, Robin Williams is a comedian. Right. Was well, a comedian. Was. Mm-hmm. Turns out he got his start in comedy at a church. Oh, the funniest place I can think of. He's from San Francisco. Couldn't find work as an actor. Then he saw something, saw an ad for a comedy workshop in a church and decided to give it a go. So that's pretty cool. Um, you ever heard of Coco the Gorilla? Yes, he had a long-standing friendship with Coco the Gorilla. Yep, big fan, big friendship with Coco. Uh, on the day that Ron Williams died, um, it turns out Coco fell into a, a sadness. Somebody told Coco that Ron Williams died and Coco got sad, so... Yeah, I've I've heard of this. That's cool. Um, uh, you ever watch the TV show Mork and Mindy? No, but I know what it is. He's an alien. Apparently, I mean that was kind of like his starting role. That kind of got him to to start him. Yes. Apparently, he was he wasn't even the first choice to play uh, Mork on Mork and Mindy. Uh, I guess who was Al Pacino. Johnny Depp. Of course. Just kidding. It, was. it, was, it wasn't Johnny Depp, but. Yeah, Johnny Depp would probably not have been, hardly been alive at that point. Um, have you ever seen the movie, the 1992 movie Aladdin? Yes, Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababa. Yeah, Robin Williams, he was actually the voice of Genie, the big blue guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of like the first big, uh, big actor to be a, to be a voice. He kind of started the the trend of big voice actors. Is that right? According to this article, yeah. On mentalfloss.com. Well, that's our most trusted source. Um, as you may, as I'll probably talk about later on in the episode, uh, Mr. Robin Williams uh, was nominated for for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for this role. Oh, really? Well, that's what I read, but I need to double check that. Hmm. Anyways, during the the 1998 um, Oscars, he won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar for which movie? Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. Um, but in his, in his uh, acceptance speech, he forgot to mention his mother, and uh, he was mad about it because um, his guest uh, was his mother. She was in. She was in the audience. That's awkward. Well, you know, one of those. It's one of those things where you know you're just so happy, just can't believe it. Sorry, I'm just one, looking for awards and nominations. List of awards and nominations. That's one of my favorite okay. um, acceptance speeches. Oscar acceptance speeches. He's so excited. 
Anyway. Uh, I was wrong about him getting a best... Oh, maybe it was... An, no, I was wrong about him getting a Best Supporting Actor nomination for this movie. Um, I thought... Well, his performance wasn't that standout, so that doesn't surprise well, me. That's what I... Okay, I gotta look this up. Uh, what movie was it? Insomnia. Oh, it was a Saturn Award. You got nominated for Best Supporting Actor in the, in the Saturn Award? Right, Before not I, as prestigious. No, this is 2003. 2003, he also won for uh, Best Actor at the Saturn Awards for a movie that we did on the podcast, One Hour Photo. Really? Just wild. Yep, just wild. Small, small, tiny little magical world we live in, isn't it? Um. Yeah, and you know what? That's probably the best one to end up end on because the other ones are done. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, insomnia. My goodness. Um. I didn't really do much research on this movie mm-hmm. after the fact. Um. But I'm just going to throw out some some local facts for you before we get into it. Okay. This, while watching the film, it was set in, in a small town called um, I don't know Night Nightmare or something, Alaska. Can I can I pause you for, just for a second? I'm going to pause Nightmute. you just for a second. Let me stop yeah. you there. When I was watching this, it looked to me like it was British Columbia. I don't know where you're going with it, but then maybe that's what you're about to say. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it, it was based on a town. Well, it was the town was called Nightmute, Alaska, which is a real town mm-hmm. in Alaska. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it was filmed in British Columbia, hmm. um, Squamish mostly. Oh, um, but do you do you remember when the they were chasing each other on the logs. Yes. Port Alberni. Whoa. And then where Finch's apartment was, was also Port Alberni. But, and it was all like, well, the the lake house where like it all kind of takes place at the end there. Um, and the logs were all built from scratch. And they, and they built it for the movie and then they took it all down for the movie. Oh. Filmed in BC. Okay. Insomnia. Robin Williams. Al Pacino. What did you think? Well, I got to be honest. I did not know that this was a Christopher Nolan film when I picked it at all. Me neither. It did not look or feel like a Christopher Nolan film. Not really. Not really. It's not really like his others. I guess I think we've talked about this before, but I don't find that his movies are really all that alike. Except the Batman movies, I guess, because they're part of the same trilogy. But visually, they look, they have that look to them. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this one was pretty interesting, I guess. But at the same time, a little boring at times. I don't know. It's a little hard to articulate right off the bat here. What do you think? What are your kind of, what were your first impressions? Yeah, the movie was boring, for sure. Um trying to think of an insomnia joke it put you to um, sleep or did it not put you to sleep oh yeah that's good to go um what's the opposite of insomnia i, know. I got it i got it 
Hey, you suffering from insomnia? Just put this movie on. <laughs> That'll put you right to sleep. Nothing about this movie was like all that interesting. No. Like the acting was like it's Al Pacino, but this is an Al Pacino movie where it, it kind of looked like he was f- kind of phoning it in a little bit. Like it was a, I need to make this movie just for some, for some side money. A little bit, a little bit. It wasn't as Al Pacino-y as I would have liked. But then there were some times, like, I don't know, I find, when does Al Pacino really, really shine? Well, it's when he's getting really intense and angry. He's really good at that. There was a couple times he was like that. Most of the time, I mean, to be fair, he was suffering from insomnia, so, like, by the end, he was five days straight or six or whatever it was without sleeping. So he was a little bit uh, subdued. He's really good at like faking being tired. Like his eyes, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So props to him for that, I guess. Robert I don't know. Williams was, was good, but I don't think it was like best supporting actor good. No. No, I guess. I mean. Hmm. I mean, I've seen him now in three or four serious roles. And I think it's he's a little hit and miss. Like obviously in Goodwill Hunting, he's fantastic in that one hour photo. I think we agreed he was just he was just all right. I can't I can't exactly remember what we thought about his acting in that. And in just in this, I think he was just all right as well. Holy smokes, that TV is loud. Well, the door's open now because the cats. Close. Yes, that is much better. Thanks. Um. Yeah, and Hillary Swank also wasn't fantastic either. No. I don't know. I think this uh, this suffered a little from maybe some bad writing. It's always a writing with you. It is like, you know, you got some good actors there, but I don't think they were given the material. Like, it was an interesting concept, but there, uh, there wasn't enough sense of like importance on the outcome of any event. Like, I don't know, just like Robin Williams' character didn't seem w- either worried enough or not worried enough. He was just kind of like in the middle, and he just, it just kind of made for it to be boring. Like, he wasn't, like, super maniacal and evil, and he didn't care what happened. But he also wasn't, um, like, really, I don't know, it just, it's too down the middle. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I get what you're saying. I agree. Like, the the moment where he's like, yeah, I killed her. It just wasn't, right. like, wasn't a big thing. Like, yeah, I beat her up for 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cool. I did like how they killed off like the main detective guy right away. I was Yeah. That was interesting. This would have been a good like mini series. Like, this idea would have been good for like mm. more cuz then they could like flesh it out. It, they could dance moments. around it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um but for like a 2-hour movie, not good. Guess what though? Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%. 
Well, Rotten Tomatoes isn't what they're talking about. Everyone's like, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan, it's the best movie ever. Not so. I realized that right before we started this, I was looking up Christopher Nolan films. Actually, a Christopher Nolan tier list. I tend to do that sometimes. And uh, this one was usually on the bottom of the list. But I've seen eight of his 12 movies. I've seen most of them. Congratulations. Without even realizing. I haven't seen, but I haven't seen Tenet and I haven't seen The Prestige. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. And then there's, one, I think, his first film. I hadn't seen that one either. I haven't even heard of it, that one. The others I've seen. Um, so that's fine. Tenet, I haven't seen. And The Prestige, I haven't seen. But they aren't really spooky movies to fit into my next film. That's fair. Spooky uh, October. I understand. Um, but I could add it to the list of my movies. I'm, I've, well, I've I don't know. Three in, three in advance. I don't think I've ever watched a Christopher Nolan movie knowing it's Christopher Nolan and getting excited because it is a Christopher Nolan film. I think I've just seen some of his movies have just sort of captivated me with their uh, the trailer or whatever. And I saw it like Interstellar. Which I didn't end up like super liking or um, so long. It was pretty long. And Dunkirk too. I had no idea that was a Christopher Nolan movie. But I thought it looked good. I I thought it was good. Better than um Interstellar in my opinion. But anyway, I don't watch Christopher Nolan movies because they're Christopher Nolan movies. I can't say I'm like a huge fan. Has some good ones and some not so good ones. Yep. This one, a not so good one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Well, okay. So this was based um, on a 1997 Norwegian thriller film. So mm-hmm. this is like, a, this is a remake of a, of a Norwegian film as they do starring a Skarsgård. Oh, um, the old one. Right. I guess the dad. Who's in like the Marvel movies. Um, played a bad guy in something I can't remember. He's in, he watched Andor. Mm-hmm. He's in Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie I kind of want to see because it's probably gonna be better. Uh, which one? The nineteen ninety seven Norwegian oh. thriller film called Insomnia, oh. where this was based off of. Okay. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I just think especially. I mean, one of the few things I didn't know about this coming into it was that it's a thriller, but it just wasn't really all that thrilling. There was not enough suspense. It's a psychological thriller. I mean, I get, and even that, they didn't go deep enough into it. Like, I understand that he was, you know, he's suffering from insomnia, but it didn't, like, affect things enough until maybe the very end, but even then it wasn't interesting enough for it to be a yeah, it just wasn't interesting enough. People kept asking him, oh, have you slept? And then he, he keeps like driving his car weird. He just keeps doing, oh, I almost crashed into the thing. And oh, I just did a circle in my right. car because I'm right. tired. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was also nominated for Best Writing at that same Saturn Awards. So That's weird. I don't think it was all that well written. This was... Um, the last film that Christopher Nolan did that received, that had an R rating, mm-hmm. um, 
but did not feature Michael Caine until Oppenheimer. Oh. Michael Caine in like all of his movies. He likes him. He's still alive. He's 90. Oh my God. I think, um, he, I go ahead. He announced his retirement um, from acting this month um, after his last film came out called The Great Escaper. You know, it's a little hard to believe that this movie came after Memento. I mean, that was a psychological, like, it was actually psychologically interesting. It was an interesting watch. You weren't actually sure what was going on, what was happening with the story. It made it captivating. Whereas this one, there was no, like, plot twists. There was no sense of, like, you're suffering along with Al Pacino. It just kind of felt like, yeah, I don't know, boring. I have to rewatch Memento. Such a good film. That's a good one. Better than this, that's for sure. That door is a menace, let me tell you. Well, you know, cats in, cats out. Cats in, cats out. noises. Gotta make Jesse happy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, insomnia. Insomnia, what else about it? Um... It had, it had, um, you ever watch Corner Gas? Yes. Um, I, I did recognize him. I'm like, he must be Canadian. Lauren Cardinal, He's one of those yeah. Canadian, yeah. Totally. But he didn't really have any, any lines. He just kind of sat yeah. there in the background. I think he might've asked him, oh, were you tired once? Yeah. He had like two lines or something that I can remember. But yes, he definitely was like, from my childhood, I just recognized him. Immediately, I feel like he's been in a ton of things I saw when I was a kid. So that was kind of fun. And then the the lady who I guess owns or works at the hotel or whatever that is, yeah. she was she was in uh, Liar Liar. She's like the wife in Liar Liar. Maura Tierney. Yeah, she's also on ER for a long time. Mm-hmm. So. That's one of my favorite things to do with movies. Find the little, the, well, not find the little, find the actors you see in the background or maybe don't have too many lines. I remember you from that and that and that. So, yeah, that's, a, that's what I did to fill my time instead of being all that interested with the plot. Um, we'll talk about the ending when we talk about the ending, but um, his line, his last line, um, Al Pacino's Just Let Me Sleep. And then he dies. Oh, crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Shall we, anything else you want to mention or should we get into the scores? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's get get into the scores. Um, sweep this one under the rug. Okay. You will. I think that's for the best. Shoot, shoot this one with a shotgun and have them land in the water. And then, then a close-up of Robin Williams dead. Slowly sinking to the bottom of the Port Alberni water. I, I know times. that was. Yep. Yeah, that's good. You know, what can I say? Um. Okay. Yeah. You go first with acting. Okay. So I let shall. me know how you feel. The acting. Okay. I mean, Al Pacino. There's no doubt he's a great, a great actor. Um. I think easily the best actor in this film. But still, his performance was not 
to the caliber that I've seen in some of the things he's done. Like, um, I recently saw Heat, and he was, like, insanely good in that movie. Uh, this one, not so much. And uh, I sort of started it off on a, on a, on a bad foot. And uh, no one else was really picking up the slack. Hilary Swank was quite flat and uh, not all that exciting. And Robin Williams was also pretty boring, especially for a quote-unquote villain. So acting, I can't give it a too, too high of a score, really. Maybe I'd go with a five. Yeah, I'll give it a five as well. Um, Al Pacino didn't try very hard. He got his paycheck and he got out. Robin Williams, you know, he put on a good performance. Nothing wrong with Robin Williams' performance. Everybody else was okay. Yeah. Which is um, five out of ten. Good Good middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, for ending, I didn't like the ending a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hillary Swank, like that character, like they were building her up and building her up. But then the jump to the ending, I think was just a little bit too too much. They needed to have her do something more leading up to it. Because then all of a sudden she's in the middle here of these two killing each other with guns. I like the fact that they both died because that, you know, poetic mm-hmm. and whatnot. But her being there just seemed not great. And then the whole... Oh, I, I'll cover for you. And then Al Pacino being like, no, don't. Let me sleep. It's like, ugh. Get over yourself. Right. And well, I mean, and that scene too, like it just kind of happened. Like it was very quick. Mm-hmm. And then over. The, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a good payoff. So I think this would have been maybe I'll... Maybe I'll write a six-episode miniseries for HBO called Insomnia, and then you could do this do this a little better. I think you can do it. I give the ending a three out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I had problems with it as well for a lot of a lot of things you said. Yeah, and Hillary Swank was just kind of like. She was the mo- the most morally good person, but that's like she was just like there to be the morally good person and not really have all that much to add beyond that. And at the end, when she was like, "Oh, I'll cover for you," it just didn't feel very believable. And then it just then it just really fell flat. And the the line like "Let me sleep," I don't know. The final shootout and it wasn't emotional enough. There wasn't enough riding on it for me to for that line to hit it just felt kind of cheesy and um i mean i did like that they both died at the end both robin williams and al pacino i mean that that doesn't always happen so that's a little different but i'm with you the ending not really for me i liked it maybe a little more i give it a four out of ten it it, it just felt like yeah it just kind of happened and it all happened so quick and not in, in a satisfying way 
them both dying is kind of lazy. They should that have had. True. They should have like when Robin Williams went in the water. They should have um, like panned to him, but there's nothing there, so it's like, oh, maybe he escaped. Right. I was thinking like when they kept going on back to his face, and I thought maybe they would show him like blinking or something like that. Like, a... yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'll just do my score now. Uh, overall, overall score for the film. This one for me. Okay, so the ending was bad. The acting was fine. The movie itself. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it a low, low, low score just for the sake of it. I'm feeling generous today. Overall, I'm gonna give this film a five out of ten. It was two hours. I mean, it it was kind of boring, but there were you know, some times when you know they were talking, and it was like, oh, this seems important to the plot, the story. So I'll listen. Not a whole lot at times, Mm. but for Al Pacino and Robin Williams, I'll give it a five out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I think for a thriller, it wasn't all that thrilling and wasn't all that interesting. And I do think the concept of it, like you said, a miniseries, I think could work for this for this concept, but I just don't think it worked in this film format. I think maybe there was a lot of uh, things that could be elaborated on, and I think with that, you'd get a bit more suspense with the things that were that were going on. But really, I had no just didn't really care what was happening because it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. Um, acting, not so great. Um, I thought the writing was pretty poor. I'm giving it a, a five out of 10 as well. Same score alert. Wee, wee, sound the alarm. Same score alert, alert. So we haven't it. had the same score since episode 57. Do you remember what uh, movie we watched, episode 57? Um, no. Waterworld. Kevin Costner, Waterworld. We both give it a 5.5. This movie worse than Waterworld, apparently. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, maybe, well, no. Yeah, that sounds right. It was pretty, it was pretty boring. Yeah, pretty boring. Sorry, Christopher Nolan, but um, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. I think that is a bit of a critique of his some of his films. I think people find that they can be a little boring. Yeah, but in like a good way. I guess so. I guess so. This was kind of just boring in a bad way. So next week, um, it is Halloween, close enough to Halloween that uh, I want to do a, you know, a movie that fits in with Halloween. So I was looking at a movie um, called The Toxic Avenger. They, They remade it. With Elijah Wood, right? Uh, 
Elijah Woods in it. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is the Toxic Avenger. Hmm. It came out less than a month ago. Well, it premiered. Um, so, but I can't find it anywhere. So I don't think it's out on anything yet. So we can't watch the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've chosen a another movie that is kind of uh, similar to the Toxic Avenger, I think. Actually, unsure. Oh, I should watch the trailer for that. <sighs> I'll keep my eye out for the Toxic Avenger coming out on something and we can we can watch it. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking maybe doing like a sequel, like the Toxic Avenger 2. We might as well just do the Toxic Avenger properly. Um, so I chose the Leprechaun, or just called Leprechaun. Yeah. For next week. Uh, 1993. It's an American horror comedy film. Jennifer Aniston. This one's for Jennifer Aniston and... Um, uh, not, um, uh, it's the guy, a uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis, the guy from Harry Potter. He's, he's the guy who plays the leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. That's exciting for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. I like his work. Anyways, there are eight leprechaun films. Right. So if we like this one, we will, we can keep going. Um, so just. Uh, just so you know, there's oh, this is on Prime as well. I think you should watch on on Prime. Great. Um, so there's Leprechaun Two. There's Leprechaun Three. Leprechaun Four in space. Right, that's the natural Leprechaun, progression. Leprechaun in the hood, which is the fifth one. Mm-hmm. The sixth one is Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Oh well, yeah. If you once you go there, you got to go back. Um, and then they took a break until 2014 when it was Leprechaun Origins. You gotta know where he comes from. And then in 2018, the last one, uh, Leprechaun Returns. Right. It was Jennifer. Jennifer Aniston could not have been in all of those, right? No, she's in the first one. And that's it. I don't know how. Oh, I think oh. Warwick Davis is in maybe the like three or four of them. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sure what's going on here, but it should be fun. I remember definitely seeing, I definitely haven't seen the movie, but I definitely remember seeing maybe a little part of it on cable once, but I would have been really young, but I do vaguely remember a, a part of it. The re- the reviews aren't good and Aniston herself has expressed embarrassment over the film. So yeah, it should be it should be fun to talk about. Go back to our roots as as guys who watch movies together. The type of movies oh. we watch. I'm sorry, am I boring you? No, no. It's just this is when I usually go to bed. Wednesday is my night. I get to stay up late, which is by that I mean stay up to like ten. Um. Well, I don't want to keep you. So, Leprechaun, 1993, movie for next week. Um, so, your your birthday is in June. It is. 
for some reason, every seven days we do this box office game. It's always in June. Except for last week, I think it was in October or something. Mm-hmm. So this week, it's June 24th, 2011. Okay. So, you know, would, you know early watch, 20s. About oh, when we... I guess. Uh, or should, no, never mind. Yeah, early 20s, yep. You know, university age, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what was at the box office? Turns out, not a whole lot. Oh, great. That's going to go well for us. We'll start with an easy one, though. Okay. This one is a Warner Brothers film. Okay. It made $88 million in two weeks. That's pretty good. Adventure action thriller science fiction starring Ryan Reynolds. 2011? Warner 2011, Brothers? Ryan Reynolds, Warner Wasn't that, Brothers. Isn't that shit fucking Green Lantern? Didn't that shit come out 2011? The second actor is Blake Lively. Who did... <laughs> what movie did you meet Blake Lively in? What? Well, they're married. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Blake Lively is in Green Lantern, brother. Is she? She did? Yes. Okay. Okay, Green Lantern. I can remember. I guess we did watch the movie. We did. Recently. Okay, one second. It's just loading. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah, you're right. Green Lantern. Good job. They've been on. Okay. Uh, Okay, great. That was good. Second one is a 20th Century Fox film. Mm -hmm. 39 million in two weeks. Okay, not as good, but still pretty good. It's a family comedy starring Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, 2011. Are we thinking is well? Okay, there's there's actually quite a few. So there's like yes, man, uh, yes man. There's like uh, fun with Dick and Jane. Is this too late for um, Bruce Almighty? It's too late for Bruce Almighty for sure. Yes, man. I don't know if I is that a family comedy. I, guess I don't it, think I've seen it. I guess it could be, but I don't know if that's what I would really call it. Well, who's the second actor then? The mom from Spy Kids. The mom from Spy Kids. What's her name? Carla Gugino. Uh, we're watching a. Um, you ever watch like Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? No. But you've heard of it. Yeah. So a new one is out starring all the same actors called yeah. The Fall of the House of Usher. And we're currently watching that. And she's the main, like a main character in that. Carla Gugino. Who's the third actor? Angela Lansbury. Hmm. To not film with Dick and Jane because Jane was somebody else. Right. What's the what's the tagline? Uh, there's no, there's no tagline. Just no tagline. <laughs> oh boy, 2011. I'll give you. Oh, okay. I'll give you the plot, which it gives it away. Okay. Jim Carrey stars as Tom Popper, a successful businessman oh. who's clueless when it comes to the really important things in life, until he inherits six adorable penguins. Mister Popper's penguins, of course. Never I seen never. It. I Me mean, neither. I never would have gotten there if it weren't for that. 
There we go. Okay. Um, next one is a Paramount Pictures film. 95 million in three weeks. Also pretty good. It's a science fiction thriller mystery starring Joel Courtney. Who? I don't know. That is either. L. Fanning is the second actor. L. Fanning? Is it like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Is she in that? I don't think she is in that. I, I think it's more like a like a family film, not a thriller science fiction mystery. Oh, I, for, I wasn't. I forgot about that part. I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're getting this one. Uh, no, I don't know. It sounds kind of familiar. House of no, not House of Wax. That's a bad guess. The tagline is "It arrives." It arrives. I'm sure this is a movie I've heard of. Okay, let me give you the plot. Okay. In 1979, Ohio. Oh, the director is J.J. Abrams, by the way. Several youngsters are making a zombie movie with a Super 8 camera. In the midst of filming, the friends witness a horrifying train derailment and are lucky to escape with their lives. They soon discover that the catastrophe was no accident, as a series of unexplained events and disappearances soon follows. Deputy Jackson Lamb, the father of one of the kids, searches for the terrifying truth behind the crash. Movie's called Super Eight. Oh, okay. Next. Did you did you know that or did you just? I knew give that up? after the plot. Oh, okay, okay. J.J. Abrams movie. Okay. Super Eight. No idea who those people are, but um, next one is a Sony Pictures movie. Thirty-one million in its first week. It's a comedy. It's a Sony Pictures comedy. Mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz. Oh, Jesus. Jason Segal. Justin Timberlake. Um, that shit is... Is that forgetting Sarah Marshall? No, she's not in that. Are you sure she's not in that? Yeah, it's um, Mila Kunis. But no, I it's... Thought... Uh, she's in that too, but it's... Uh, it's uh, Kristen Bell. Oh, okay. Is this the, the teacher one? Bad, bad teacher? Bad teacher? I don't think so. It is bad teacher. Oh, okay. Well. Never seen it, but you know, I got the skills tonight. Okay, the last one is a Walt Disney film. So it's in its first week, sixty six million. It's a, it's animated. Of course it is. Uh with Owen Wilson. Cars. It's got to be like Cars 2 or some shit. Should I go Cars 2? Um, You're correct. You're correct with Cars 2. Yeah. Yeah. Later, Mater. Hell yeah. I also haven't seen any of the Cars movies, but I have been to um, the section of Disneyland where it was Cars themed. Yes, I have been on the Cars ride, but I have not seen the Cars movies. Oh, brave. This is a pretty good showing. Not bad. I mean, we got all of them. Yeah, no complaints. The 30th percentile. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, Fokker. Wow. I don't think we've seen a Ben Stiller or a Robert De Niro film. Robert De Niro? I was going to call him Robin because, you know. Robin De Niro. Of course. 
Um, okay, so episode 70, Insomnia. Put us to sleep. We won't have trouble with insomnia tonight. I don't think so. Uh, next week, Leprechaun, 1993. Jennifer Aniston embarrassed. Wishes she never did it. Which means we fun, have to watch it. But it is a Halloween movie. Spooky movie. We do this once a year. Uh, last year. I was about to say, what did we watch for Halloween last year? Well, I don't have it numbered. Well, I have it numbered on the on this year's, but I don't have it numbered on last year's. I think so there's a... I just go... Uh, I th- okay, yeah, you... Hmm? You try to find out, and I'll try to find out at the same time. We'll see who finds out first. Um, okay, let's just see see all episodes. So, fifty two weeks ago. Oh, I guess I can just see when we uploaded. That would yeah, be so October twenty seventh of last year. We watched Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, so Interview with a Vampire was my Halloween movie, followed by Twilight. Right, I definitely picked so Twilight. Was, yeah, your Halloween movie. Now, what the heck? Right. Did I did I pick... No, 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 this seems weird. Did we, like, at 32, oh, like, switch? I picked Twilight, I guess. Yeah, because I definitely did not pick Prey. No, because you picked them up a movie and then pray and then you picked yeah you picked movie. Twilight so I, and I picked Ballistic Exorcist Sever for sure. Oh, I think I picked Twilight because you're like, oh man, I, I could watch Twilight. I'm like, okay, let's do Twilight. <laughs> yep. Memories. All right, so, Interview with the Vampire was your Halloween movie, except you yep. probably didn't even pick it as a Halloween movie. I'm sure I did. Leprechaun. Yeah. Who knows to go back and listen hey thanks so much for listening to Thank you six you. people who listen really we appreciate it paying for my condo oh yeah we make the mortgage big, paid off the big bucks for sure if anyone out there know wants to sponsor us we'll, we'll talk about any old crap and uh yeah we'll, we'll endorse you yeah just slip just you five next time you're at the hospital Oh, hey, I have a hospital story for you. Oh, I love those. Okay, so I, as I've already mentioned in this episode, I deliver mail for a living. Right. Uh, Earlier this week, Monday, I was tasked to deliver mail to a hospital in Victoria. It wasn't your hospital. It was the other one. Okay. So and no instruction. It's just it's part of the route. Um, you they just you get a bunch of mail and then some of it goes to the hospital, and they don't tell you where in the hospital to deliver this mail. Right. Just where like the mail room is. It doesn't tell you. Well, okay. Yes. So, oh, you would know because you work in a hospital that there's a mail room. Mm-hmm. A mailman who's never been to a hospital before wouldn't know that it's just necessarily a mail room to deliver to or where this mail room is. So I go in, not through emergency, you know, I'm not that dumb, go through the main door and I'm, I'm like looking for somebody. So I find a desk and they're like, oh, I don't know where to put the mail. So then somebody had to go to like the HR room and they ask them 
oh, where's the mail? And like, oh, there's a mail room, you know, on the other side of the hospital. So I had to go all the way to the other side of the hospital. And then it's just like, oh, find the loading dock. It's, it'll be there. There's no mail room sign. Just find an open door. And then finally somebody was like, oh, hey, here, put the mail here. I'm like, great. That doesn't sound like a fun time. Well, if you ever find yourself with Royal Jubilee Hospital on your docket, you just you give me a call and I'll tell you exactly where to go. Well, that's good to know. But yeah. um, I don't deliver in that area anymore. so I'm like, You never know what day. could happen. You never know. That's true. You never know. Life. When when life gives you mail, put make, it in the mail. Make mail an aid. Okay. Well, on that note, it's time for the end of the episode. Episode 71 coming up later on. Can you play the, the intro song at the end in reverse? No. Okay, great. I wouldn't even know how to do that. I don't know. It's probably some... I guess I could look it up. You don't need to. I just, for some reason, I thought oh of that. God. Playing. <laughs> how do you even edit that? But I mean, maybe editing a song in reverse? Sounds like a lot of work. I didn't mean to put that on you. I just thought it would be funny. Yeah, it would be funny. Oh, yeah. There's a reverse option. Ooh, sounds pretty easy. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll see what I can do. Okay. We'll, we'll leave all our listeners to that then. Live, live, live life. And God, lo- and so love. We'll enjoy. Um, enjoy the song that's about to start right now. Now. Your mother ate my dog.